This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course spoilers, and goes into detail about the topics discussed. So, if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items they talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Ashley. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue it's msp time again and this time we know exactly what we're doing tons of news out of d23 a new old flash plus a full slate of reviews you can use to fix your blues nerd strong is here to help us all get strong in the real way not the multi-limbed right paging kind of way steven drives the van ashley handles the detective work rodrigo's always stylish and i once ate a sandwich four feet high so we're one cartoon dog away but pay that no mind because the major spoilers podcast is on the air Welcome to issue 638 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and sharing this podcast with a friend. And remember, listeners, it doesn't have to be a four-foot-high sandwich. You can turn it on its side, and it could be a two-inch-high two sandwich, just four feet long. Right, and if you squish it together, you can eat it like a typewriter, and at the end, you just go, ding! I am so glad back. that everyone is here this week. Not only the three of you joining me, wherever you may be at, but also you, the <laughs> listener at home, wherever you may be at, around the world, and... Um, inside your homes or you in the bus dangling that participle it's at where you may be wherever you may be there you at. are <laughs> at. where you is where so, you at so we got some star wars news this weekend yeah so, that was, uh, so pretty cool. much <laughs> thank you to d23 i think a lot of people were anticipating this a great deal because there had not been a lot of publicity beyond the san diego comic-con and the initial november release about uh, star wars episode seven but we got another chance for them to trot out actors and to hype up the audience of 7500 people which is amazing that d23 is limited to 7500 people yeah because I, I can imagine that uh what was the um the expo that they had uh, like two months ago, like right before San Diego, uh, the Disney convention uh, or West. Oh no, the uh, star Wars convention or whatever. Star it is. Wars it celebration. D- yeah. Star Wars celebration stars uh, celebration. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot more people at that. And I just figured they'd open up the doors, but D 23 is somewhat exclusive. It's the, the little club and everything. So, uh, 7,500 people to be like a trade show. <laughs> it's supposed, really to be. supposed to be a convention. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so many people, Ah, there's such a long story about that. I could tell people stories. But um, anyway, we got a little bit of Star Wars news. Yeah. Uh, we found out that Colin Trevorrow will be directing Episode 9, which doesn't come out until, what, 2020, 2019, something like that. I think like that's that. pronounced Ix, isn't it? No. <laughs> like Apollo Ix and Aphrodite Ix. So Colin Trevorrow, you know him <laughs> from such movies as um, – uh, Jurassic <laughs> World, on the right. Jurassic World, and now you know him from uh, Star Wars. Yeah, as I said before the other day, I hope one of these days he gets to tell a story that uh, wasn't uh, a long, long time ago or 165 million years in the making. I hope he gets to tell you tell us a story that's now and current and right on. I also hope that the title of the uh, new Star Wars movie is Star Wars Episode Nine: Lightsabers and Dinosaurs. 
Yeah. I hope he gets to tell the story of how he took Josh Trank's job away from him. Well, Star I think Josh Wars episode nine, screw Josh Trank. I think, <laughs> well, Josh Trank took the job away from himself. Although I think honestly, after the fantastic four movie, more people have a lot of sympathy for Josh Trank than they did before the movie came out. Yeah. But whatever. That is water Colin, under the bridge. Colin Trevorrow did make a movie that made all the money this year. It so did make, he seems well, like a solid choice. It made all the money until December. And then it yes. won't make any more money after that <laughs> because Star Wars will be making the movie. Other than Jurassic uh, Banana Hat. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter because he can <laughs> he can uh, walk around and, and wear the T-shirt that says uh, my movie made, made more money than anything ever. Uh, ever. Uh, there you go. The end. Go away. He made Safety Not Guaranteed oh, yes. Aubrey Plaza. Which is uh, a that good time, movie. Time movie. It is a such a good movie. If you have not seen that, I've mentioned it before to people that uh, it's an odd movie. It's a very character driven personal movie it's, it's great it's not the time travel movie that you think it is because uh if you don't know the story it's she's a reporter somebody put a uh, classified ad saying hey i'm looking for a companion to go time traveling with safety not guaranteed blah 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 and she's sent to go investigate this guy for a story and falls in love with him and in the end there's some time travel and and he's played by one of the duplass brothers i think mark but i can't remember which one he is have you guys seen have you seen it rodrigo no i've been meaning to see okay. it but i haven't gotten around to it yeah you should you should uh take a look at that and matthew i'm guessing you have not seen it either I've heard about it because I knew it had Aubrey Plaza in it, and I'm like mm-hmm. deathly in love with her. So it's so, on yeah, the Netflix. Yeah, so oh, it's it, you know he's got a couple of good movies under his belt. I mean, he looked like he had a lot of fun with Jurassic World, and I think if he's given that kind of freedom in Star Wars, I think Star Wars could be a lot of fun too. Any other thoughts, reactions? Uh, it it looks on IMDb like he's also writing the Jurassic World sequel. Yes. What is that one called? Does it has it been called Jurassic World War? I don't I don't think they've oh. I don't think they've said it Darn yet. It. Well, they haven't told us the title of of episode nine either. Right. And we don't even know what the Han Solo movie is going to be called, which was another bit of information that came out this weekend that uh, the young Han Solo solo movie. Uh-huh. The Han Solo uh, solo. The Han Solo <laughs> solo flick will feature Han Solo somewhere in his late teens to early 20s. Mm. No further details about the story were released or who would play uh, Mr. Han Solo in. I think it's 2018. Han Solo is out. out. What's that? I think they said Hope Solo was going to play Han Solo in the Solo Solo movie. <laughs> uh, it's going to be called O Solo Mio. Everyone, uh, everyone on the internet wants it to be that kid from Kingsman. He was good. I don't that know if he's name. some British guy who always oh, steals all of our Spider-Man. No, that's also true. <laughs> different, br- different British guy. Uh, let's see. His I'm name pretty sure the guy is... playing Spider-Man is named some British guy. Colin Firth. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. that's oh, my God. Strong. I, would the, I would watch the hell out of a Colin Firth Han Solo movie. <laughs> Mark Strong. Well, no, that was. Uh, no, that's the other guy. Uh, John Davies. Jonah Davis. Yep, that's him. There you go. Which Here's the thing. If you tell me here's somebody from the British Isles and his name is John Davies, I would just ask. Ax- assume that his name is John O. Davies, <laughs> but his name is actually John O. Yeah. Davies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not John Reese Davies? they pronounce that Davis. Yes, oh, well, there you go. Well, like but the you know, there is, a, um, there is a, there is another Davies uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide. Isn't that spelled the same way? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, you guys interested in seeing a, seeing a, uh, Young Han Solo movie? Not really. Yeah, Matthew? No. Uh, 
I'm not either. Actually, you had a good perspective on this on, on Finally Friday this last week. Yeah, I just don't. I, I want to see new stories in this world. I don't need to see stories with the same three characters that, you know, I've been watching Star Wars stories about my entire life. Except, you know, Luke, I understand bringing back the Jedi Order. And that's kind of my fear with, with the whatever episode seven coming mm-hmm. out is that because when um, Harrison Ford was injured, it so heavily affected their shooting schedule that he's right. going to be such a major part of it. And I'm not interested in seeing how he came to be a thief and make the, you made the joke, Stephen, like make the Kessel run and then yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. I know that that happened and that's all that I need. I'd yeah, rather yeah. see a, a, a side story about someone I've never seen before. And we already know that he won the millennium Falcon in a, in a bet. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're right. I honestly, the Han Solo movie, I could take or leave, right? I could care less whether we get it or not. I'll probably see it. I'm sure my kids will want to see it, and that's fine, too. What I'm more interested in, if we're going to get a kind of a, not even a prequel movie, I'm excited for this Rogue One movie. Rogue One? Because mm-hmm. it takes place right before episode four, and it features the uh, the team that goes in and steals the plans to the to the Death Star. Uh, all Man. the Bothans. Yeah. Yeah, led, led by Manny Bothans. Now, we know what the outcome of that movie is going to be, unfortunately. Yeah. Right? But we know many of them will die. Another, another like thing. That lose- go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Please. I was just going to say, I feel like that loses the drama and the storytelling a little bit. It does. When it's these events that we've already heard about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, if you look at, like, say, the Titanic. That Titanic movie made a billion dollars, and we all knew Tom, you know, Tom, uh, what's his face from the late show, made the joke, oh, here's your spoiler, the boat sinks. Knowing how something ends doesn't remove the drama from it necessarily. It's all in how you play it. Sure. Well, I've never seen Titanic, so. Oh, it's really what? good. You should check it out. <laughs> You've never but seen Titanic? I, I'm actually, I'm actually. When it came out. You were how old? Nine? I was nine when that movie came out. That I'm actually like, still watching my first view, view of, of Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like 47 hours, yeah. But most, <laughs> most interestingly, if you look at well, the di- Rogue One as a prequel before, that's the prequel that I want to see. Right, that's the one that I want to see too. Because- I want to see the story of like, how did Grand Moff Tarkin get to be a Grand Moff? What the hell is a Grand Moff and what makes it different from your standard Moff? These moth. are questions that it's I want to see all answered. all in how by. you sculpt it. Exactly. But I think your problem that you're going to run into is no matter where you play in the Star Wars universe, you're bulldozing some expanded universe property. Oh, well, that stuff's all been yeah. ejected out the uh, right. airlock. So I airlock think yeah. I was going to having say your the escape pod hatch, movie but. be a big deal and your, your r- rumored Boma Fett movie, Boma, Boba Fett movie. Boma Fett. And that's his cousin, <laughs> the one that Fett. actually, that's what we find out is Boba Fett actually didn't survive the Sarlacc pit. He was actually it's dissolved. His, it's his clone brother, Boma, who has been doing this yeah. whole thing. Is he played by that um, slightly racist uh, lieutenant from Galileo 7 named Lieutenant Boma? I'm Just sure. to bring it back around to Star Trek. <laughs> Frock! But I think that if you have those movies, that's a that's a smart place to kind of, I hate to use the word anchor, but to start off your Star Wars new school expanded universe mm-hmm. with some Han Solo, because mm. I think that a Han Solo movie will sell, and this is going to sound terrible and, oh, no, and incredibly judgy, but it's going to sell the same way five years ago Deadpool had nine monthly titles. Well, and the it's the same. People who are interested are going to buy the yeah, hell yeah, out yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. The cool thing about Han Solo is – or the – the uncool thing about the Han Solo movie is we feel like we already know everything we need to know about Han Solo. Sure. 
The thing about the Rogue One movie is we know that the Titanic sinks at the end. We don't know what they had to go through sure. to get those plans well, to the rebels. And um, that, to me, is the story right there. Yeah. The, Draw me like your French girls is the story right, of Titanic. Right, right. <laughs> your Billy Zane puts a pistol in his mouth. That's, yes. that's where the meat of your drama is. Right. Rodrigo, what are you going to say? I, I, I think, you know, when you watch uh, Star Wars, Han Solo has that character arc. Mm-hmm. And he has to start at a bad place right. in order to have that character arc. So is this... Something tells me that this prequel is not going to put us there because I think that would be very unsatisfying, right? If, like, the prequel ends right at the point where Han Solo actually is kind of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. What was that book that came out um, a couple of years ago? I want to say Ready Player One. No, it was not Ready Player One, although that is oh. being turned into a movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, I'm thinking of the Star Wars movie where it was basically, was it Scoundrels? Rogues? What was the name of that book where it was basically Han Solo and all these other guys were in a heist thing and it sounded like an awesome concept. I'd never read the book. A lot of people bought it and it was really a good seller. That's what I was hoping that a prequel movie would be sure. is let's see these guys pulling off a heist, which again, I'm, I'm, I like heist movies. If you haven't been able to tell um, by now, especially team heist movies, but that would be something that I would be interested sure. in seeing as an adaptation of that. But I believe that that story has also been ejected. Well, but that's the this. thing. That's the thing. And we've seen this with comic book movies and now with the expanded universe, like if there's an idea out there that they like, they're just going to grab it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's nothing stopping them. I believe By the way, if you, called... if you like heist, you have to go see Man from Uncle because it's so good. I plan on going to see that That's as soon as I possibly movie. can. Yes, uh, Scoundrels. <laughs> Scoundrels is a Scoundrels colon Star Wars. It's now a Star Wars Legends book. That is by Timothy Zahn, um, who I believe is writing some of the Star Wars stuff I, or is involved in somehow in the uh, Star Wars stuff. I don't remember. I don't but uh, I would love to see something like that be our Han Solo movie. Hmm. But we'll see. I'd, I'd rather see that than him palling around as a 20-year-old. Me too, because remember... Well. So, uh, what movie was I thinking? Oh, um, God dang it. Now I forgot which one. I had a perfect one where... Oh, Star Trek. Let's bring it to Star Trek, uh, Ashley. Yay! <laughs> when we got to see young Captain Kirk running around in the fields of Iowa at the beginning of the reboot, uh-huh. how many uh, people yeah. hated that? Because it's like... Man, this kid's stealing cars and being a jerk, and he has no redeeming qualities. How's he ever going to be a Starship Kevin? That's how I kind of feel that this is going to be. Although little kid Spock was awesome. Yeah, little kid Spock was pretty cool. He was defending his mother all along. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, when you leave it, when you leave it to the imagination, oh, people yeah. don't even <laughs> when have you to... imagine the worst, the worst yeah. is going to happen, well, right? Well, no, I mean, and the other way around, too, when... Somebody says that he made the Kessel Run in however many incompatible units of measure... Um, <laughs> that that is left for you to imagine. Clearly, it's something very difficult. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. or maybe it's not, and he's just saying that because he's yeah, like yeah. very proud of it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it give it makes that Kessel Run yours. If you see it, yeah. then it's gone. And it's the same thing to a certain degree with Kirk. Although that Star Trek. Um, has other issues with Kirk well before. well forget that that star trek <laughs> was whether you like it whether you don't whether you don't like the direction that they they went in or you do it was specifically rewriting history mm-hmm. which right. is not what the han solo solo movie is going to try to do solo yeah. solo if you will yeah and you know it, for you're exactly right when it comes to uh they refer to them as noodle incidents 
they're better sometimes when you don't explain them. Because I've always thought that Han Solo saying he made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs was him throwing jargon at the Hicks to see if they if he oh, could yeah, bump yeah, up yeah. his price. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's again me. And if they go through and they explain it and they do the whole thing, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a parsecs. And then you could have somebody say light years measure light, not years. But that's another story. So, well, yeah. But, but, but that's, yeah, I mean, that's it exactly. It's like, yeah. No matter what, no matter how you interpret it, it makes you like Han Solo more. Either he's like a super fast pilot or mm-hmm. he's like a rough scrubble guy because the Kessel Run is full of like guns that just shoot you when you fly by them. Or right. he was like, he's just a guy who's like, bumbling through this but is suave enough to throw enough jargon at the hicks Mm -hmm. that they're not going to get it and nobody fights them on it so it's like no matter what no matter how you take it it makes you like han solo more the moment they define it two out of those three are out the window yeah exactly yep and then you're stuck with the one and it's all about a 20 year old kid again so the twitter feed at CW underscore The Flash sent out an interesting thing a week or so ago uh, letting you know about The Flash returns on Tuesday October 6th of this year. I cannot wait for season two of The Flash. And they also included a little image that said, hey, remember <gasps> issue of uh, 123 of The Flash and featured Jay Garrick? Hey, look, we're going to recreate this. And we get our first look at uh, Jay Garrick in his Jay Garrick uh, Flash uniform. The Flash of two worlds. Oh. Wait, that's Star Trek. In- interesting <laughs> interesting fact, Matthew. Uh, it is issue 123 of The Flash, correct? Yes, 123. I think I mentioned it a couple of times. Did you also know, and I don't know if I mentioned it at the uh, season finale that we talked about. You uh, did. We did get to see Jay Garrick in um, in the season finale of The Flash this last year, at least his helmet, which was exactly. season one, episode 23. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, you, you know, need to listen to the uh, to the uh, flashback podcast that Matthew totally and I should. do. You can because only get he goes that if full you are Jim Carrey kind of oh, writing man, on walls. It is, it is uh, <laughs> no, it's not white jobber. It's going down the rabbit hole of fun, and uh, you can only get that if you are a major spoilers VIP. Matthew, how does someone become a major spoilers VIP? You point your browsers to members.majorspoilers.com. You click on the clickities, you can choose to uh, do a 2 a 5 or a $10 monthly donation to the awesomeness that is the major spoilers. And you get to hear things like uh, Stephen disappearing down the rabbit hole and me going, you know, maybe. <laughs> hey, he's so, like, no, 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 we're so there. And I'm like, can you dial it back? And he's like, no. So I wasn't completely right on um, on you Professor Zoom being a uh, uh, magic guy. But you have but, been abracadabra. You yes. have been hyping the Flash of Two Worlds <laughs> issue one twenty three since because, the very first episode let's of tie Flashback. This, let's tie this back around to the Disney connection uh, from D twenty three. In all the Disney movies, apparently D twenty three can be found in the in the movies somewhere, including the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. After oh. Disney bought them, they have been literally littering the Flash series with one twenty threes. Since like the second episode. Uh, and so it, it was just something that was coming. So you can become a major spoilers VIP and you can get access to these uh, flashback episodes uh, if you're a bronze member and higher. So $2 a month will get you that uh, that oh. podcast episode. Yeah. And the number 23 is very important to that Jim Carrey movie. So, hey. Hey, and 23 was an important time in my life. That was Michael Jordan's How many number? of you remember being 23? It's a long time ago for Matthew and I. It was 20 years ago. 
20 years ago, I was... Uh, what did, did, what did you guys think, think about engaged. What did you guys think about this Flash uh, tweet? Aww. Do you like the look? I know I it's it hard to see. So much better than that costume has any right to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's jeans well, that, and a t-shirt, right? Yeah. That costume is basically jeans and like long underwear shirt. But yeah, like a sweater. I mm-hmm. think that it's interesting to note that he seems to be, as every superhero, w- having his jeans and a t-shirt made out of uh, basketballs, which is kind of cool. Is that Felicity in the foreground? It, I think it is. It's either Felicity or um, Caitlin. I do find it interesting that there's a little bit more focus on uh, whomever that is having hips than there is in the original creepy yeah. guy about to be hit on the head. So Lighting. Welcome yeah. to the CW. Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm Remember excited that time for Felicity's shirt caught fire? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally not appropriate. We did talk about that on the uh, podcast there. Uh, so I like it. I'm excited for it. I thought it was a great tease. I thought it's a okay recreation. There's no, why is she screaming flash help there's, me? There's nothing going to hurt her. There's no girder without a yeah, girder. Where's the maybe, girder? maybe the wall is falling now. I don't oh, know. That could be. Maybe that you know, character named Girder is falling. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, spoiler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can raise anybody from the dead with time travel. Plus, Lazarus Pitts exists in that universe. Yes, and we're going to find out more about that in the upcoming season because that is going to be a main focus, I believe, when John Constantine shows up in the uh, in the issue. It's going to deal with uh, the Lazarus we, Pitt a, a and how uh, White can... Arrow back. I mean, we may have to. I don't know. <laughs> we we really need to get more VIPs for that because it does eat up a lot of our time. Uh, mm. And I would like to pay you guys a little bit more than what you're getting paid now. So yeah. you can uh, have you can have a podcast for all of them. You can have a super wordy podcast had... that's called The Legends of Tomorrow that aired yesterday. Oh, that's <laughs> a good title. <laughs> Copyright major spoilers. That's right. Um, people have been and... asking us to do companion podcasts for Arrow, the DC one. Uh, they did ask us early on to do Constantine. Um, uh, and what was the other one that I, I think somebody had asked us to do agent Carter and I was just, I was like, I have no time. I'm yeah. already three episodes yeah. behind. Yeah. You have to, you have to understand that the flashback podcast is only possible because by my- the power of Steven <laughs> and, and Matthew's love for the flash. <laughs> right. And you know, it, Thursday nights are not key for us really. Well, we record so, our, um, I think we record on Wednesdays, don't we? Yeah. We recorded on Wednesdays. Uh, every other Wednesday. Yeah. We recorded dedicated to critical hit. Yeah, so we were we were recording um, the Dueling Review podcast, and then afterwards, Matthew and I were just off mic talking about how right, good the Flash, Flash episode was, and had we seen it, I was like, dang it, we should just need to record this, and we'll put it up for our members. That's why, for those of you who are asking how come it doesn't start at episode one, it's right. because it was like five or six episodes in before we started doing that. So Before we actually hit record, before we talked for an hour about the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so anything else that you guys want to talk about uh, in the news this past week? Star Wars seemed to dominate. Uh, yeah. I know Pixar announced a bunch of new movies. Um, that are almost all sequels. Yeah, which I, including The Incredibles 2, we got our first look at the poster for that, which I thought was kind of interesting. The eyes come around and form two, uh, the Roman numeral uh, two. So there you go with are that. Are they doing a sequel to Up yet? Because <laughs> they can call it An Adam? <laughs> They should call it, call it ICU. ICU. Oh, oh, that's hurtful. I got a pizza here for icy wiener. Um. (laughs) Someday you're going to be old little missy and you will appreciate how we treated you. Your mother and I have tried to make a nice podcast for you. 
<laughs> Does that make Ashley Steven my Godzilla. mother? No, that's Rodrigo. Rodrigo's your mother. <laughs> no. Actually, well, never mind. He's I the came most out mother. super white. <laughs> It happened. Uh, if you missed it, we did have a uh, small Doctor Who day. Titan Comics was doing something. I think they kind of did it in conjunction with the BBC, although it wasn't hundred percent full blown. But they had a Doctor Who comic day on Saturday, August fifteenth, with the launch of the brand new Doctor Who Four Doctors series, which is a weekly series going on uh, right now from Titan Comics. And we jumped on board and we shared some of our reflections, some of our thoughts, some reviews of Doctor Who. Uh, Ashley has a really great piece on um, the Eighth Doctor and how you can follow his adventures in audio form. Yeah. She um, also had a piece that was initially entitled The 11th Doctor is the Best, I'll Fight You, Really, Come On. <laughs> and I'm it's, like, maybe, maybe tone that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we got a gush on our favorite doctors and our favorite episodes. And we asked that uh, if you're interested in Doctor Who ahead of the, what is it, September 19th premiere? September 9th, actually. September 9th. Okay. Uh, Even better. Go check it out. Yeah. And uh, my understanding is we're not getting a 2016 doctor at all. So there you go. But they might do a thing like we don't have any Sherlock this year, but we're getting mm-hmm. a Sherlock Christmas special. Yeah. So I wouldn't well, I wouldn't rule out. We might not get a season, but I think we'll get some Doctor Who. Yay. I think we will get a, a Christmas special. They've done a Christmas special every year since 05, even when they don't make sense. Yeah. Excellent. Listeners, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com. Check out this and so much more. And we've got so much more coming up, including a great interview. Uh, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Let us talk about some reviews. Review. Poink. Poink. <laughs> Rodrigo, would you like to start us off? I'm very interested in this series. Did you happen to read issue number one? Um, I did not. I didn't get a chance to okay. read it. Um, luckily, there is a uh, a recap Good. at the beginning of this. Uh, Does it really un- need a recap? Unfortunately... The recap is unintelligible because the it's like that little kid with the hoodie that tells you the recap. I don't remember. I don't remember the character. Yeah, I don't remember the character. I expected Gur to tell it, and it would totally make no sense. Gur's Gur's the one with the green dog hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, Invader Zim number two. So uh, Zim makes his way out of Earth and is going to basically contact. Or, or bring all his uh, data, I believe, to his uh, very tall overlords. And um, uh, Dib, the, basically his um, nemesis on Earth, um, manages to himself get a spaceship. And is basically Dib chasing after, basically Dib going to all the places that Zim has gone to mm-hmm. on his uh, way there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, it's... Uh, written by Jonathan Vasquez and uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't have it here, but you know Vasquez is involved, mm-hmm. so it's not just them taking like the Nick what Nickelodeon property yep. and uh, and just doing something new with it. You know, it's uh, Jonathan Vasquez is involved, uh, which is very evident. There's like that same kind of like weird uh, kind of uh, off putting like purposefully off-putting humor mm-hmm. um very non-sequitur-ish thing that you'd expect from uh invader zim There's some great gags in this the the first place they go to is like the uh large i believe it's like the the cosmos's largest donut <laughs> and he's looking for zim there and then they go to like um the uh like the darkest black hole or something like that and like there's like all these panels and eventually he ends up at like the schmoopiest doink or something like that 
And it's just like, it just gets like progressively more. It's like there's like any good episode of Invader Zim, there's this progressive like white noise of weirdness where eventually you can't actually tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, exactly what you'd hope for. Yeah, um, yeah. The art is good. It's, again, exactly like the cartoon, if that's what you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're familiar with Jan uh, Vasquez's comic work, um, like Squee and stuff like that, um, this is a lot more polished. Oh, um, okay. Not that, because his work was, you know, black and white, like s- scratch, like heavy ink kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this looks, you know, this just has those, like, just kind of, thin comic book style lines digital coloring right all that stuff um uh it's uh it was an enjoyable read um i like invader zim just fine um it wasn't necessarily my favorite cartoon back in the day but i've i don't think i've ever watched an episode of invader zim that didn't make me either chuckle or like uh, squirm Mm-hmm. So uh, and this issue actually did both. So good. It's it's kind of what you'd hope. <laughs> I was going to say, does it feel like you're you're watching a it follow does, up to the it, show? It does really feel like you're watching. Um, it does feel like watching an, an Invader Zim episode. Good. Um, maybe a definitely a later one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it definitely feels like that. Um, I'll give it four slices of meatloaf. Like really, if you're getting into this to relive your love of the Invader Zim cartoon. Uh, this this is gonna be perfect. For so, you. how many of you remember Invaders in the cartoon? I do. Do yeah. you? Me. Oh, so everybody does. Good. I All never right. watched it, but I was familiar with. It. I worked in a comic store at the time, and you could not escape Shonen Vasquez in the year two thousand two. Oh, abso- absolutely. I mean, like I remember, I remember being in college and people being like, you know, your work really reminds me of Shonen yeah. Vasquez, and then like thinking about it, and I'm like. He's so big right now. It's like I think I could just like draw an X on paper, and people would be like, "That reminds me of Invader Zim." <laughs> <laughs> you need to capitalize on that, Rodrigo. Well, it's too late. No, okay. it's kind of like his his big heyday was kind of like the early two thousands. He's still yeah. doing stuff. He's writing a lot, and he's like yeah. pitching stuff constantly. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, like Jonan Vasquez work out there that he's not drawing, so it's mm-hmm. hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actually out there a lot. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, Ashley, what do you have for us this week? I have Descender number six by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn from Image Comics out last week. Uh, Descender is this really, really amazing series that I like a lot, and I don't know if I understand Okay. everything that is going on in it. Uh, this issue kind of follows a really big climactic issue, and it relies a lot on the fact that you've probably read the first five issues mm. in the 10 minutes before you picked this up. <laughs> Been there. Been so there. even though I'm interested in it, and I think like Dustin Wynn's art is so, so beautiful, I have to go and refer to the previous issues. And for me, that's problematic because... You know, even if Stanley is not your god, the idea that every issue is someone's first issue, I think, is important. Mm -hmm. And the idea that stylistically in your narration, you have to recap things. You have to give us a little bit of exposition. You have to say everybody's name again. Um, Because there's a a female alien character who leads our point of view character, who's a tiny android boy. um, And her name is Telsa. And she's really important, but I can't remember why she's important. Other than that, she just saved his life. And so, like, stuff like that is where I'm starting to have problems with the series. But I still think that 
if you are going to binge read something or if you're looking to pick up the trade when it comes out, that it's pretty solid. So I would say this issue is really pretty and a little bit confusing, uh, which means I'm only going to give it three out of five slices of meatloaf. Uh, you know, you are totally right. And uh, Stanley, by extension, is also totally right. Uh, about every issue needs to be its first issue. I'm not going to r- spoil too much, but take a listen to Matthew and I reviewing uh, the new uh, Red Sonia. Oh, I'm sorry, Vampirilla book that's out this Vampirilla, week. Vampirilla, yeah. And it is the final uh, chapter of a major arc, and you totally don't need to read everything that came before it to know what's going on in this book. Mm-hmm. They did a very good job on that one, so yeah. uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for us? I have a comic from the Marvel Comics. Okay. A-Force. Okay, which force? Number three. A-Force. Uh-huh. Uh, what kind of force, A-force. though? Is it a force to be reckoned with? Third base. <laughs> I think to be reckoned with should be the name of the next issue. Should be the uh, So here's the deal. The multiverse was destroyed. Now all that remains is the battle world, <laughs> a massive patchwork planet composed of the fragments of the worlds that no longer exist. And each region is a domain unto itself, led by somebody from the Marvel comics. And that's where the A-Force comes in. Why am I talking like this? Why does, why does Guido Sardici have anything to do with <laughs> no, this? No, that that, that's actually Tim Conway uh, oh, okay. from, from the Carol. Mrs. No, Wiggins, can you come in here, please? total uh, Guido Oh, Sardici. you say that now. It slipped into now. it, definitely. You just, need a big, uh, you just need a big hat and some black the, robes. The Guido Sarducci is more like this, where you talk about what it's like to go to heaven. There was this beautiful girl who had hair that went all the way down to the ground. And then way back up into the air, you kind of had to be there. So, A-Force, number three. Five minutes in, let's talk about this comic, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so A-Force is the story of the island of uh, Arcadia. Misfit toys. Hush. Arcadia is led by Baroness She-Hulk, who is a baroness, apparently. And Baroness she, she works for lives, Cobra. She lives under the thumb of Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom has three rules. Rule one: you do not talk about Doom Club. Rule two: make. I don't soap. remember. Yes, but you soap. cannot leave your era of the Battle World. If you have a chunk of Battle World like the She Hulk does, you have to stay in your chunk of the Battle World. And hers is the Island of Arcadia, where. Most of the major female superheroic figures of the Marvel Universe, or at least some of them, one version of them, I guess, has ended up. So She-Hulk has a team consisting of Dazzler and Ms. Marvel and Medusa and Nico from Runaways. And they lost uh, Miss America, America, who is one of my favorite characters ever in the first issue, because she crossed the boundaries and was thrown out into the zombie land. In this issue, bad things happen. She-Hulk crosses the boundaries and is about to be thrown out into the zombie land. And I find it really interesting that the writers are so dedicated to the conceit. If you understand uh, Secret Worlds, Secret Wars, you know how the Thors are keeping the peace, right? Uh, yeah, Many apparently. That's what I've been told. Mar- Marvel characters have been turned into Thors, and Thors are cops on the battle world. Mm-hmm. This is the deal. The like, Thors who appear in this issue uh-huh. Doctor Strange, are Gamora. Mm-hmm. The Valkyrie and Lady Sif. Okay. And there's a terrible, terrible joke that I can't decide whether it's awful or funny when Gamora attacks She-Hulk and she makes a joke about how we have to stop the green on green violence. Oh, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, it's one of those moments where I you want to laugh. I see, the, and then I see like, the conflict, yeah. Yeah. But as the issue goes on, we find that there's also a mysterious girl who I think is a Captain Universe. I can't prove it. Uh, who's been floating around on Arcadia. And one of the main characters dies. <gasps> and one of the main characters is sent out into the void. And also Gamora shows up and Gamora is royally peeved. Um, I think that this issue gets one full star for the appearance of Storm in her classic uh, Dave Cockrum costume, including Tiara and cool boots. But most of this issue, as with a lot of the Secret Wars, is kind of starting to grind on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> it's that point where this is fascinating at first, and then they show us more, and it's fascinating. And by the third issue, they haven't shown me what I really want. And the thing about A-Force that's problematic for me is this is going to be an ongoing series after Civil War. I was going to say, I don't see it in the November solicitations. Uh, the the writers have made the announcement that it will be continuing in some form after Secret War. And I okay. think they're going to continue the numbering is what the, the implication was on the tweeter. Uh, I follow Willow Wilson and Marguerite Bennett, who wrote this issue. Overall, I like it, but I kind of want it to get to the point, which is really the story of my life, uh, workplace, professional, and uh, personal. But part of that may be me. I'm going to go three slices of meatloaf on this issue. It's incredibly well drawn. Everybody looks phenomenal. And I really like the idea of taking these characters out of their comfort zones and making them do stuff. And I like the idea of this particular lineup because Disco Dazzler makes a disco reference. She's wearing the full-on silver with the disco ball pendant and the skates. We make no apologies. We make no clever references. That is how Dazzler dresses. And right there, you sold me. I'm in. I'm buying this yeah. comic. So, you know, buy it, own it, live it. Three slices of meatloaf for A-Force, mm-hmm. number three. Next month, B-Force. I think we've only and got... Then- I wonder I wonder if that's being delayed because I, I do remember them saying that it was going to continue. But like I said, the November mm-hmm. solicitations mm-hmm. have co- gone out, but there's no A-Force listed on that. There's also a not – I think there's The Amazing Spider-Man is there, which definitely has a story post-Secret uh, Wars. But I'm wondering right. if the delay on the Secret Wars main book is yeah, causing A-Force to be pushed back because it is definitely not listed in November. Mm. So maybe not getting in the fall, but maybe winter of 2016 or something. Well, and as you go through the alphabet, too, eventually we're going to get to G-Force and then you're going to Oh, yeah. Didn't Marvel actually have the rights to G-Force for a while? They may have. Dynamite had it oh, most recently. Yeah. Dynamite that's had true, it. That's uh, true. It was from Image, Wildstorm, and I think back in the day they were from uh, Gold Key Dell. Dark Horse used to have Star Wars, and look at how that turned out. Oh, oh thanks, Ashley. down. God. 20 years, Dark Horse had Mike Star is just Wars. sitting there crying into his whiskey right now. I gotta say, like, Heartless, one Heartless, thing that's Heartless. interesting about the whole battle world thing is that it abandons the pretense of these guys being superheroes and kind of mm-hmm. treats them like fantasy characters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they live in this fantasy world. Each one of them has some powers and stuff. Yeah. And then right. like they just fight and there's like generally speaking not a lot of like civilians to rescue right. and things like exactly. that. It's it's an interesting point. It's like if you want your fantasy Marvel, like uh, I think Battle World is really uh, the uh, Secret Wars and Battle World stuff is really delivering it for you. 
Yeah, my problem with it is that there's multiple versions of people, which kind also of also throw on things my, into my, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, some my, characters my like the the Modok one, which was just like what? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, well, at one point, you know, Doctor Strange, Sheriff Strange, was a major character in the first couple of issues. Mm-hmm. There's an alternate Doctor Strange that appears in those issues. And it took me, and I've been I've been reading comics since nineteen seventy nine. It took me a second reading to figure out what in the holy hubs uh, Hanover house is going on with these two strangers, who's who and what's what and who's saying what where. So I mean multiple characters, you you can tell me it doesn't matter, but Yeah, no. Yep. All right. Thanks, Matthew, for that. Uh, someday we will see the end of Secret Wars, but not someday. not in September like I think they were planning on. So, oh, listeners, yes. you sitting here in front Wait. of your microphones. I'm not a listener. You guys, I'm talking to you and to Ashley and to Rodrigo and all of the great people out there listening to this show right now. Yes. Hop in your car, leave your earbuds in, hop in your car, get to your comic book store right now. Even if it's not open, get there so you can be first in line <laughs> to get... Archie Comics number two. Archie number two from Mark Wade, Fiona Staples. Holy crap. What a fantastic issue. Not only does this issue introduce us to Veronica for the first time, uh, which is incredibly well drawn. We also get to see some of the fallout from the Betty Archie breakup, the lipstick incident. And we see Archie just being a total buffoon on every job he has, including here's the only here's two spoilers I will give you, including uh, catching a ice cream store on fire in the ice cream scooping area. Nice. The, the manager's <laughs> looking at him and the, you know, all the little tubs of ice cream were all on fire and the manager's like, how does this even happen? <laughs> but it, it's a nice, very nice montage of him uh, screwing up every job he's ever had. Uh, it's also interesting to note that Mr. Lodge is building Lodge Manor and because of the economy of uh, Riverdale, everybody wants to get a job there. Sure. And guess who may get a job there? And Ooh. if you uh, if you read the first issue of Archie uh, last month and you read the backup of the very first ap- appearance of Archie in comics and what he did to the Lodge uh, merchandise and valuables, <laughs> let's just say Mark Wade's dipping into some uh, familiar territory there. But uh, I was nearly in tears after page two. And we've got the preview up on the Major Spoilers website right now. So you can read those first five pages of Archie Comics number two. But in those first two pages, you learn. Oh, no, actually, you don't. As I'm looking at this. Uh Oh, no, no, you do. You get a bit of it. Uh, You get to find out how Jughead got his name and what the S on his shirt stands for. And why Jughead really doesn't give a crap about what other people think. No. And it is fantastic. Yeah, we they do have finally those. tell us what the F stands for. You infer it quite, uh, quite interestingly. He just basically says, uh, Jughead says, you are who you are, not what people think you are. Be straight, be weird, be whatever, just be you, uh, just be what you want to be. And for the people who don't like it, and then Archie says, that's what the S is for. That's what the S stands for. Uh, I take it to mean shove it, stick it, mm-hmm. suck an egg, suck an egg. <laughs> we also, yeah, Siberian Husky. We also learn about his hat and how, and this is the thing I didn't know. And maybe this is something that's actual part of Archie history. Uh, Jughead's family used to be the richest family in town. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you find that out in the first two pages and it's a great, just a great Jughead bit. 
And it's a overall, this is a fantastic story. It is good from top to bottom. I, I know I have a bias toward Mark Wade's stuff, but this is really, really good. And I just got to say, go and buy this. This gets five slices of meatloaf. It's fantastic. You can thank me later. You can thank me now. You can do whatever you want. You can become a major spoilers VIP. Um, you know, all of that is the reason why you should go out and buy Archie this week. And, cool. and as I had said, Matthew, when we were reviewing the um, first issue of Archie, Fiona Staples does leave at the end of this issue. This is her last Aww. issue. There's a new creative team that they announced today. We don't have it up on the website yet, but maybe by the time people listen to this, uh, I think it's, um, who is the team? I want to say Annie Wu is the, uh, one of the artists. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they're leaving it in good, capable hands, uh, starting with issue three. And I think that that was known that Staples was not going to continue beyond the first two issues. Um, but uh, still, it's fantastic. I just love the fact that Jughead sort of resembles Alana from Saga in these pages. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here they have uh, Annie Wu and Veronica Fish will be joining the Archie team starting in issue three. Man, I wish that they were Betty and Veronica doing the art because that <laughs> would be wonderful. Well, like I said, we'll have the art up there and you can check out the cover uh, for the issue Howard number three. The Howard Shaken cover. There is a Howard Chaykin cover in this, which looks, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I like Howard Chaykin for the stuff that he's yeah. done on The Shadow and um, Blackhawks and whatnot. But I don't know. There's something a little off about Archie walking down the hallway. <laughs> it's, it's Howie Chaykin. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though. It's definitely interesting. So five out of five slices of meatloaf. Uh, listeners, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com. You can check these reviews out. Well, not these reviews because we just told them about you, about them. But you can check out all sorts of good uh, reviews over at Majorspoilers.com. And um, yeah, a lot of good stuff over at Major Spoilers. What do we got over there, Matt Rodrigo? We got Critical Hit Podcast over there. Yeah. That's going strong. Yeah. New season. Yeah. I will just say this, and I've told people this time and time again, whatever direction you think this thing is going, be prepared. Because uh, you're wrong, 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 wrong. There is there's one wrong. person who came who's about ninety percent right. Yeah. If you go back through all the comments, there's one person who's about ninety percent right. There's there's a lot like uh I I I'm I think there there was a brief brief period where I was like, Man, I must be losing my touch because people are getting close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, well, also, we've put out how many episodes? 311 as of this week. So I'm thinking it's just more that, like, people through listening to yeah. it, people, I have actually managed to warp some people's brains, so they're starting to think like me. Yeah. So soon, yeah, soon my evil plan will be complete. I'm guessing your Tumblr images, though, of, of uh, grinding the teeth are with the, <laughs> with the whole who is Professor Leck is yeah, on you, right? Uh, yeah, I just, you know. People are people are very concerned about who that could be. I'm concerned well, about who it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows who that is. It's time. Oh, wait. Uh, there's other things over the Major Spoilers podcast, even though it is part of the Major Spoilers uh, podcast network. It's a show that we're happy to um, uh, syndicate. Uh, there is also the Geek History Lesson. Yeah. That uh, Ashley does with Jason Inman, uh, star of... Uh, what is he still doing? DC Stage All and Access. Stage screen, baby. Stage and screen. Well, of web and screen. How about that? Star of yeah. life. You guys have been doing Fantastic Four for the last couple of weeks. This is our final week of Fantastic Four. Why did you do three Fantastic Four episodes? <laughs> did you guys not discuss this? Uh, because Jason didn't want to do four. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, the first, when we do our lessons, you know, we try to cap them at about an hour, an mm -hmm. hour and change. And mm -hmm. the way he broke it down, we needed two for uh for their history because they're 
they're kind of a big deal, uh, contrary yeah, to what their sure. movie presence sure. might make people believe. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then we we decided that we had to do our listening audience a courtesy and, and move on. Yep, that's that's good. But I still enjoy <laughs> those episodes. And uh, if you're looking for you know just really quick one hour histories on. Uh, comic book characters and pop culture in general, uh, go check out the geek history lesson with Ashley and Jason. And sometimes other people show up on that show too. That's true. All right. Now let's get to the major spoilers poll of the week. Are we doing it's time again? Cause it's yeah, sure. Go ahead, Ashley, go ahead and, and do it's time for Stephen Francis Schleicher. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I am hanging up. You're asked. Uh, you, you know, going, Ashley you are, is our you newest. Are so you are so mean. You, you know see him, walks into you see him over there. Like in the corner, like warming up. Like, he's got one, a one, arm, one hand corner. on his shoulder and he's like, he's got his elbow out and he's like doing rotations. He's ready to, to step get on stage. Ladies up. and gentlemen, yep. you like, know this person. You love this person. Please welcome Ashley Robinson. It's like, um, whereas, you know, on the other side, it's like when, when we had Zach around, he kind of like, we did that to Zach every once in a while, right, right. but he had that kind of Mike Wazowski attitude yeah, where he's yeah. like completely covered up and he's like, I can't <laughs> believe I got to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, major spoilers poll of the week. How's that, Rodrigo? It was pretty good, right? It was pretty yeah, good. Right. We'll do its time we'll next time. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ashley, you better prepare. Oh. Oh. Gotta let everybody have a chance. Do it together. Uh, so I've been wondering, I've been, I've been starting to give a lot of w- away, a lot of my Blu-ray and DVDs. Like the other night when we did critical hit, I was like, Hey, who needs a whole, uh, cowboy bebop run? Here you yeah, go. Rob. I, I was the beneficiary of that. Oh, you were the beneficiary. Yeah. Who, I stole Rob it take? from them. Rob took like Lane maybe. Oh, he no, took Lane. And... Brian and Rob took secret of blue water. Oh, okay. And did I also give away ev- evangelic? Evangelion, uh, not on, that, Evangelion? Not on that occasion, but I've you might've given it to Rob tomorrow before. then. That I'll, I've got a whole bunch more to get rid of too. Yeah. And the reason I'm getting rid of them is because I've got them all in digital or I've ripped them or whatever. And sure. so they're now on this massive server that we have here. And I, I guess at this point in my life, I'm just starting to get rid of a lot of stuff. Um, uh, just because it's unnecessary or whatever, for whatever reason. You want to live in a tiny house? Um, well, I do have a very strict policy that every time I move, I must throw away 50% of the stuff that I have. Sure. I must get Which, rid of it in some way, way shape or form. Nuts. No, it's not yeah. because then it's, you move into okay. the new location so and you it totally. Would be, here, here's the thing. It would be for a normal person. Steven has a lot of paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got a lot of. We'll say extraneous things. Yeah, heroin needles laying yeah. around, uh, like you know, yeah. the, the bongs, but, yep. you know, paraphernalia. But if you leave this house, which child is going with you? I mean, 50% oh, no, of by the all time I, By the time stuff. I leave Steven's this house, one of, them, one of them will already be gone. So There's a reason why his wife is only four foot two. He the, had to leave yeah. half of her behind. The, the problem with that is that one of his kids is significantly heavier than the other. Yes. So oh. If you go, if you go <laughs> by pounds, he's diet. actually not even taking a whole kid. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of them is, is in the lower one percentile, and the other one had his checkup the other day, and he is in the lower 10 percentile. Yes. And comically... It's it's the younger it's the, one. Yeah, it's the, the reverse of the ages <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah, expect. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I've got all these movies, and you know, right now when it comes to getting new movies or TV shows or whatever, I am not buying a physical media. In fact, even if we go on a road trip, uh, I'm loading up a show that the kids want on an iPad or something like that, so they can watch it in the car. We just, I have not bought anything in a physical media form in probably two or three years, and I guess my question was. 
are people out there, are you still buying? And for the people here today, do you still buy movies on a physical medium, whether that be VHS? And yes, our local Hastings has a $1 rack of VHS movies for sale, DVD or Blu-ray. Rodrigo? Uh, I still buy physical stuff. I'm, I'm just, I'm fine with buying digital things, but, um, I've, I've, I've discovered something about myself in the past few years. And that's that the stuff that I tend to buy, I buy to share. Mm, mm -hmm. So it's like, there are movies that I like, but I don't buy them to watch them again and again. Right. I buy them in the off chance that somebody comes to my house and wants to watch something or for me to lend to someone else. And right now, still, a physical medium is easiest oh, for me yeah, to do definitely. that in my day-to-day -day interactions. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. problem is that right now with digital stuff, up until very recently, with all of the locks on that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. um, it was difficult for me to be like, hey, have you seen, I don't know, uh, Freaked? Yeah. You know, and I have, and it's disturbing. As well. it, it is. It's super weird, but I'm like, oh, you seem like the sort of person who would enjoy having a movie assail your senses for uh, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's freaked. Right. But it's difficult to find it without a, a, a file that I can share without pirating. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, that's becoming a little bit easier. And especially with uh, the policy of uh, after you die, your iTunes account can go to your heirs. Right. Yeah. Right. So nowadays, which is a Weird. big concern of mine, um, nowadays yeah. that's become a little bit easier. But up until now, you know, it's like I've got um, I have a I have a copy of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that I hadn't opened. Mm -hmm. And I finally opened it maybe uh, well a few months ago because somebody came by and they were like, hey, I've never seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I was like, well, let's watch it. And that's mm -hmm. the whole reason why I have it. I can understand that. Uh, Ashley, what about you? Well, the last DVD, I think it was a DVD. It might have been a Blu-ray that I bought was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Wow. Because Ooh. we needed to watch your freaking history lesson and it was $6. Um, you, you suffer for your art. It wasn't even my idea. But yes, <laughs> I suffer for my art. Um, she suffers for somebody else's art. I suffer for people's comedy. Um I don't really buy a lot of Blu-rays or DVDs, but if I was going to, I would buy a Blu-ray because we can play Blu-rays. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, but I, I, I totally, don't really care if I'm going to be would, completely honest. I would totally buy Blu-ray in a heartbeat. There's no question about that. The question was, do people still buy physical media stuff? I don't, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like two people say yes. Matthew, what about you? Well, my movie watching is a strange beast because... The movies that I, I want to watch repeatedly, uh, uh, there's Akira and there's The Black Hole and there's the Monkeys movie Head and there's like Transformers the movie. And I, I have a bunch of that stuff on a 500 uh, gigabyte hard drive that I plug into my PlayStation 3 or my laptop, depending on where I am. And I've ripped those from copies that I bought. But when my mother passed away a few years ago, I inherited literally thousands of VHS and DVD copies of movies that I mm -hmm. have no interest in ever watching. Mm -hmm. And most of them I sold, you know, but even, you know, you take 50 cents at the VHS warehouse, there's still just something terrible about the ones that I've kept and how hard they are to store. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't. Most of the movies I watch, I watch because, Hey, look what's on cable. I saw a movie the other day called, would you rather with Jeffrey Coombs? It's not terrible. I wouldn't recommend it. 
but it's not terrible. And I watched this movie and I'm like, okay. But if I really want a movie and I want to own a copy, I would rather have that digital copy, which is why the streaming services are great for me, even though I'm kind of at the mercy of whatever the market has. Right. When you're using your Netflix account or your oh, yeah, Hulu totally. Plus account. Yeah. You can watch weird crap and you can go like, oh, look, Ip Man 2. Nope, don't like it. Oh, Ip Man 2 was okay. Ip Man 1 was really good. Yeah, the first Ip Man, Ip Man is, is probably really the good. best Ip Man. Ip Man 2 is good, yeah. but the third one. Yeah. Is that well, you were saying, that's you the one that's rocky? Me. The second one is, is rocky. Rock. Third yeah. one is where you find out the latter half of his life where he's got a mistress and his wife dies and all oh, this geez. other stuff. I don't think it's, I've even seen that one. It's, you it's sold okay, me on Ip Man and I liked it. It was Man. really good. I watched two and two I, I just I didn't buy. But Is the first one the know. one that has Samo Hung in it? Yes, where they're uh, fighting that, on like the table. table battle. Yes, ah, so that's good. the first one. Mm-hmm. Samo Hung is my favorite. Well, that I guess it. the thing is that um, I had made the comment it must have been either on a Zach on film or one of the other major spoilers podcasts where we talked about time travel and how I've got all these time travel movies and have probably seen all the time travel movies. And I said, there's a movie called um, my science project that came out in the eighties that I can't find anywhere. And someone's like, well, dude, just look on Amazon. It's right there. And I'm like, anywhere that's not a physical media, you can't find it on Netflix or Hulu or right, iTunes right. or any of that right. other stuff. And I'm not interested in buying a DVD. I'm interested in buying a blue way Ray. Same way with, um, Adam Carolla's um, what's the the boxing movie one? I forget which that one is called. Uh, uh, Knockout. Yeah, Knockout. Uh, I want that. I've got it on DVD, but I want it on Blu-ray. And for whatever reason, Weinstein Company won't release it on Blu-ray. I have an old TiVo that recorded it off Cinemax when it was in HD, and I haven't gotten rid of that. Um, <laughs> Because I want, I like that movie in HD. I don't like it in SD. So that's you know. But I've I've really moved beyond just physical media. I've I've moved beyond the physical form yeah. and have transcended <laughs> to a higher electronic ones and zeros. I uh, found a way to upgrade my processor past matter as a processing it, component. <laughs> interestingly, is like if you do that just with like mystical stuff, it's you sound zen. If you don't, you sound like lawnmower man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Matthew, how has uh, the rest of the major spoilers nation voted so far today? Oh, you sure you don't want to ask Ashley? Ashley, how how? Oh, don't ask the question. Don't ever ask. We had a conversation earlier this week. Don't ask the question if you don't want the answer. Okay, seventy percent saying mm-hmm. yes, they still buy physical media. Thirty percent saying no, don't ever call Steven Schleicher's bluff. <laughs> and also, they don't buy movies on a physical medium, including me. Yeah, because I'm it's one of those place. things, and I think that. This is probably this is what I expected. I actually expected more people to say no, but I expected I like a, a 60-40 split. That's on what it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I the only one that's I'm still kind of somewhat split on are video games right now, just mm-hmm. because of the huge downloads yeah, for the, the game. Storage space. Like, yeah. um, what did we download the other day that I was just like after I got it, I was like, man, this was a waste of time to download, and I wish I would have just rented it first or bought it in sure, physical so sure. I could get well, my you money know, back. A lot, of, a lot of games Fantastic will have demos. Four? Yeah, I do know that. No, it wasn't <laughs> Fantastic Four. I forget which one it was, but we had gotten it, and then I was like, I really wish I had this in a physical form so I could go back and get at least some so of my money throw back. It, throw it at a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, listeners, head over to Majorspoilers.com. Cast your vote in the Major Spoilers Poll of the Week. Share your comments and thoughts. Uh, like the great Nate O, who says, if the movie is worth buying for me, I will get it in a physical form. Uh, let's see, who else? Eric says, when watching movies at home, it's all digital. I don't need the clutter of discs and cases. The only reason I own a DVD at this point is to uh, for the long car trips with the kids. 
And uh, yes, uh, I totally understand where he's coming from on that. So you can uh, share your thoughts. There's a lot more to be read and had over at Major Spoilers. Uh, who do we got for a sponsor this week, Rodrigo? Of course, it's our favorite people. Oh, is it Tweaked Audio? It is always TweakedAudio.com. Oh, oh, those guys are great. They are. Um, you can get all kinds of stuff there. Actually, I was looking the other day, and they have um, full-on Oh, full-on over-the-ear Yeah, over-the-ear stuff, too, which I'm, which I'm very interested in. So um, as soon as... Because our... Uh, headphones at work, like my real world yeah, job, yeah. are terrible. Yeah, I understand. So if that. I can get some funds clear, I'm going to go to Tweaked Audio. Mm-hmm. You're going to type it in tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com. Then I'm going to pick out some headphones. Uh-huh. Then when I go to checkout, this is the big part. Yeah, I'm going to put in the code a major. Not a major, just a major. Uh, just major. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, major. You can try it. <laughs> Well, then it would, go to, it would go to a major. Yeah, uh, it would go to our rival <laughs> podcast, a major spoilers. Uh. <laughs> the only guys on the internet that are bigger dorks than us. Oh, that's well, not what's true. The, what's there the are cool tons part? of dorks bigger than us. What, what's the cool part about entering that uh, that code major? It actually, you get a very significant portion of the pl- prize. It's like... Thirty percent off. Thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent off. Thirty-three and a third percent. Seriously, it's one third off your price. Wow. Yeah, that is like I can't believe that they're actually taking off an entirely repeating infinite number. That's the way they roll at Tweaked Audio. <laughs> wow. And that leaves you know what that leaves behind sixty-six point six 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 six. Do you already have a pair of Tweaked Audio headphones? I think I gave you a pair. I have one with my gear at work. Yeah. Uh, congratulations going out to Shannon Wong, who won the uh, Tweaked Audio headphones from uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Welcome Ashley one. Yay! And uh, I'll get those out in the mail to you. I just haven't had time this week. So, um, yeah, so check them out. TweakedAudio.com. We thank them for their support of the Major Spoilers podcast. Boy, I'm looking <sighs> at these headphones now, and I'm, I'm like so close to clicking the add to cart button. Do, the, do they have a built-in microphone on the uh, over-the-ear ones? I didn't. Uh, I, didn't uh, I don't see. Well, okay. Yeah, online, one-button mic inline. Excellent. So there you Unimus. go. There you go. All right. Let us talk. Let's uh, switch topics a little bit. Uh, this is going to kind of carry over maybe for the next couple of episodes. We'll see how far it goes. But Ashley, you had some big news that you shared on Finally Friday. And if you would be so kind, share as much as you can about uh, your big news. Uh, so on Wednesday, when I was at my signing, I got a call from a casting director who had gone and read a couple of times for that I'm going to be playing the lead in a superhero movie. Whoa. And then I immediately started dieting. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I don't want to be a fat superhero. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be a fat superhero. Maybe maybe Bouncing Boy. Um, yeah, well, I'm not playing Bouncing Boy. And the costume, they're, they're custom making a costume for me. Um, and they showed me a picture of it. And it's like Nightwing's costume, like a similar kind of look to that. So it's very like close to your body and sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited about this. I mean, you told me on Friday and I was just like, what? And I still couldn't believe it. And I had told uh, my oldest son the other day and he was like, what? She gets to be a superhero in a movie. And I'm like, yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I was telling you about that. And and uh, so there's a lot of people excited about this. I'm, and I'm guessing, including you. I'm uh, super excited and really nervous. But this I understand this character flies. Uh, or no. No. Oh, okay, but because are you doing some wire work or not wire work? Uh, I'm not doing wire work, but I'm doing all the stunts. Oh, so yeah. So you can doing to... like I'm doing ground pounding and I'm doing um, like big group fights and stuff. I have a meeting on 
Friday, I'm meeting with the fight choreographer at a gym. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. So you're dieting now. Are you going to the gym and working out or what, what are you doing? Um, well, I hate the gym. So (laughs) I don't go to the, and I'm not going to pay for something I hate. So I don't go to the gym. Um, I downloaded a really cool app that tells you if you exercise and what you eat, approximately how many calories you're allowed to eat. Like you put a goal Mm -hmm. in, like Mm -hmm. you put in your current weight and you put in like, if you want to lose weight, maintain or gain, gain muscle. Right. You kind of go from there. So what, what app um, are you using? It's called my fitness. That's the one that I use. My, my fitness, uh, my fitness pal. Pal, there you go. That yeah. one. That's the one that I use. I was using um, uh, Lose It, but then Rob said, oh, you you know, my fitness pal has a lot more of the food entries in there so you can keep track of your calories and everything. And so now I've switched over to that. My wife has been using it for a long time. I think it's really good. But as you said, exercise is not really fun. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to like what I'm trying to do is tone up as opposed to like gain mm-hmm, muscle. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a lot of cardio right now. <laughs> Why is, um, and, I, and I live in California and it's a scorched piece of earth, so I oh, smell yeah. a lot. Why, what, uh, uh, Rodrigo, why is exercise not fun? Uh, largely because it's boring. Usually it's difficult to do something else while you're exercising. So depending on the exercise, all you can do at that time is exercise. Mm-hmm. So it's usually not very engaging mm-hmm. mentally. I have mm-hmm. tried... I have tried on the treadmill and on the stationary bike to watch videos on mm-hmm, YouTube mm-hmm. or to watch a TV show. I just can't because of moving around it is, and it's it uncomfortable. Is, it's, difficult. And it's like you can you can listen to audio stuff. And by the way, thanks thanks to all of you who are listening to listening to this right now while you're mm-hmm, working out. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep going. Yes, yes good definitely. job. We believe in you. Go 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 go. You can do it. Um, and now if you're going at a slower beats per minute, go. Go, right. go. If, if you're if you're cooling down, <laughs> you good job, good work. You did good today. Bravo. You should be very proud of yourself. Yes. In any case, yeah, it it's it's difficult to keep your mind engaged while mm-hmm. you're working out. I think there are people that really enjoy working out, mm-hmm. and for them, it's its own reward. Right. They enjoy the physical activity, the endorphins that you get afterwards, mm-hmm. that little bit of burn that you get, yeah, um, or that. Probably not tons of burn like we get, yeah, yeah. when because uh, we don't do it very often. No, um, so yeah, it's it's just difficult to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've talked before about I've put on a lot of weight since high school. I've put on a hundred pounds. I'm uh, two hundred and well l- less than this now, but at my maximum, almost a year ago, is a two seventy five, mm. two seventy seven, and so I've I've dropped about twenty pounds since then. Um, but I'm working on trying to lose the rest of that rest of that weight. Yeah. But you're right. Exercise is not fun. Dieting is not fun, but there certainly are ways that I think that we can go about changing that. And I've got this interview that I did this week uh, with Andrew Deutsch over at Nerd Strong Gym in Los Angeles. And we talk a little bit here in this bit about exercise and really what they're doing to make exercise a little bit more interesting. So why don't we take a quick listen to that and then come back. So since we're talking a lot about health and fitness, I thought, why not bring somebody in to really talk about health and fitness? Andrew Deutsch runs the Nerd Strong Gym in California. Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I guess the question that I I really kind of want to go to is, why is it so hard to exercise? Well, initially, I think it's just that first Step. It's always the hardest for a lot of people. It's the first couple of weeks. It's not a part of our schedule. Um, if we're not a morning person and 
that's when classes are, or that's when the gym open up, or and that's what works for us. It's hard to sort of get yourself going, and and usually you're by yourself when you do it. And um, if you can find a group of individuals that you know can kind of help you along the way, it's always it's it's easier to start you know with with a community. Um, but for most people, they they don't know where to start. They don't know what they're doing when they get into the gym. They uh, um, they don't have a plan. Um, they don't have a goal. Um, mm-hmm. Or if the goal is out there, it's something they don't know how to achieve. And so some people some people get a trainer, and and some people can afford that, but most of us can't. And so we have to find and do our own research. And again, it's just an extra step of the process. So some of us just just it's just a laborious part of the day just to get, yeah. to get going and, and, and to get that first initial stage. But then after that, it's, it's the upkeep. I mean, it's, it's something that you never really graduate from and it's, um, unless it becomes part of your day or part of your life, um, you're always going to kind of view it as a task. And, um, if you can get out of that stage where it just kind of becomes a part of, who you are and and what you do, then you can have it for life. Well, and I think maybe for some people, especially the idea of a gym has a, there's all these muscle bound guys and I get yelled at a lot. And maybe for uh, nerds and geeks, comic book fans, whatever uh, gamers, that is somewhat intimidating uh, in and of itself. So what does, what does nerd strong gym do differently to help encourage people to come to the gym as opposed to, you know, like a, a gold's gym or something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Most gyms are, are going to have, uh, I guess I would call it an eclectic group of, of people out there and, and, you know, they're all kind of working for themselves and, um, and we kind of get away from that. You know, we, we work for the, the community. And so the way the nurse strong is kind of differentiated ourselves and other gyms is that, uh, first and foremost, I, I started when I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already beyond all the grunting and groaning. And, you know, I was just trying to get, um, benefits out of, out of exercise. And I had really nothing left to prove. And, and other than can I survive? And so for me, it's all been about form and, uh, doing it right as opposed to how much I can do or how fast I can do it. And I just wanted that to be a part of the overall ethos of the gym is that when they come in, we're very dedicated to the hows and the whys mm-hmm. and not the end result. And because everybody's end result is, is different. It's very subjective. So if the goal, if the gym itself had, you know, an Uber goal, you know, I couldn't expect a lot of people to tap into that. So we decided to go the other direction. We decided to start with you. Like even in our intro class, the first 20 minutes is us just talking to you. We just want to know who you are, what you're about, why you're here, mm-hmm. what's your goals, what's your expectations of us. And, and then we move from there and we start simply and, and, you know, we, we started a base, we started a foundation and, you know, some people take longer than others. Some people are just nat- naturally athletic. Some people have never done a thing in their lives. And we just want to respect all forms. Uh, and um, and we just want to make sure that people feel very welcome at all points in time. But at the same you know, level, we want to make sure that people are challenged and uh, that we're tapping into 
what they actually uh, came to the gym for. Well, I think that, and I think that's real interesting. Focusing on everybody moves at their own pace. Uh, we have a common uh, connection who's been going to your gym for for some time now, and she's very excited about it. And I've seen her progress. And the other thing is by following you on your Twitter at Nerd Strong Gym, uh, I've also got to see a lot of the fun, interesting ways that you promote exercise. And I think that that is the that is the the thing that I'm really interested in because it seems like. Uh, I probably over the last couple of years, it seems like there's been this increase in nerdy gyms, gyms for the average person, gyms for gamers and comic book fans and, and that kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about some of the interesting programs that you have going on? Sure. Uh, you know, we when we first started, it was just about trying to figure out a way to get people to come to my garage where this started and, and work out. And initially, it was just like one or two people. And, and, and I thought if we just started combining the two things. And so every Sunday I would have people out and I would introduce a themed workout. And it could be Star Wars, it could be Lord of the Rings, it could be, you know, whatever game we were playing. If it was D and D, I did a dungeon workout where you busted down the door, went into a room, you fought the monster, the monster is a movement. You had so much time to fight the monster. If you didn't, you stayed in that room and continued to do that movement. If you got it done in that amount of time, then you moved on to the next room. And that was fun for the people. And mm -hmm. um, I couldn't do that every day, but the Sunday themed workouts seemed to really inspire people to sort of work the rest of the week so they would get the sort of payoff. And that's one of the things that we continue to do to this day at the gym is, you know, by and large, we function at the gym, but on Sundays and Sometimes Wednesdays now we have a themed workout and it always sort of passes into something that we love, whether it's, you know, board games, whether it's card games, whether it's, uh, the, the movie that's out in the theaters right now. Um, and I try to find out what people like about that thing and then infuse it into the workout. So it's not just a bunch of movements that I renamed into, you know, say the Batman workout. It's like mm -hmm. something has to happen Batman-ish inside the workout. Right. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to get the name. And then we have like a strength program at the gym that we're starting right now. It's called uh, Thor. Yeah, and, I saw that. You know, um, and so it's it's definitely just for the people that are interested in, it, in barbell work. They're interested in strength programming. And, you know, both males and females uh, are in the gym and they're working hard and, and uh, they're lifting a lot of weight. And then we're going to get into, towards the end of the year, we're going to get into story mode. So story mode is basically you come into the gym, probably it's going to be on Saturdays. Um, a DM is going to be there and he's going to read you a storyline. And your job today is to sort of battle that monster that's in that storyline. And then next week after that, you continue to chapter two. So it's your same party, you know, whoever's at the class at the time. And there might be different uh, fighters. There might be some rogues in there. So people doing different things. But it's the ultimate task is to, you know, defeat, let's say, uh, the zombie king at the end of the, you know, path, you know, whatever that is. I'm not writing it myself. We have a couple of coaches that are better writers than I am. But <laughs> um, uh, they're constructing these storylines just to, you know, it's my stealthy way of getting people to work out. And, yeah. But it's fun for us. And hopefully it's fun for everybody that comes to the gym. Uh, and then. We also support those things. We have uh, coming up uh, log books that 
just a, just sort of classic work, uh, workout log books. But in the beginning, of there's a character sheet, and then you have uh, stats that you can um, uh, start to level up. So it's based upon uh, Vampire's Masquerade RPG, where it's like individual stat-based. So you could be a, a level three push-up, um, and I could be at a level one push-up. You know? oh. So it's very subjective oh, and cool. stat-based. And uh, those will tap into different workouts that we do, and you can uh, select a class. So if you wanted to be a fighter character, you would uh, look at what's on the board for the day, and then you would add five pounds, and you would take away a couple reps because you're working on strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can change classes at any time. And then there's achievements in the book and and that are sort of focused on what we do because, you know, I found out that, I, I had these log books that I would order from someplace else and they're more attributed to, you know, uh, you know, let's say CrossFit or something else. And it didn't really attribute to what people really cared about at the gym. So we made our own. Oh, and, that's awesome. I think uh, we're going to have the, once those get out into the wild, we'll have them on the site for you. Oh, excellent. Um, I think, I don't know when it was, I think it was one of your first Indiana Jones challenges is where I'd seen that. Like I said, um, we share a, a common friend, Christine, who uh, uh-huh. who I follow, and so I'd seen this stuff pop up. But I always got a kick out of the Indiana Jones ones, like the one from, I don't know, a couple of months ago, about maybe two years ago uh, or half a year yeah. ago. It's called the Indy, where you have to do five rounds of these exercises in 12 minutes or else the boulder smushes you. And so you have to do five burpees, <laughs> 10 box jumps, um, five kettlebells and 20 sit-ups uh, in that amount of time. And that's a lot to be doing for some people in, in 12 minutes. And I think that that's, I think that's really kind of a, a cool, fun way of encouraging people to try to beat this time and encourage them to work harder on that. Yeah. Cause what we wanted to do is, as I said before, sort of tap into what people love, but mm-hmm. everybody has this image in their mind of what that scene is about to them. And they see the boulder. You know, mm-hmm. I can envision that boulder coming for them. And I wanted people to tap into that. Plus, um, you know, not everybody finishes that workout. They, they, they do get smushed by the boulder, but um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. What's great about that is that it kind of creates a, a baseline for them. So the next time we do it, they're going to be saying, oh, I only got three rounds of that in 12 minutes. I'm going to try for four this time. And we have, you know, a few people that have excelled, you know, three months later. They're getting four rounds, and uh, and it doesn't really matter that they got smushed by the boulder, and they're more than happy to do the uh, you know the, the thirty wall calls with you know the right. boulder itself. Um, but uh, it, it's good for people to sort of have you know a benchmark that they never knew existed, number one, mm-hmm. and and surprise themselves two months later because we didn't do that workout in those three months. We didn't like specifically that workout. We went off and did a bunch of other stuff. And for them to understand that all this other work that they did finally culminates in getting an extra round or possibly finishing the workout is really just like the look on their face is like amazing. Like I didn't think I could do that. You know, I yeah. thought I was going to fail. Yeah. And and those are the little moments that I, I really enjoy about the gym. It's not people winning trophies or, you know, standing on a podium at, at some point in time. It's like, wow, I did a handstand for the first time. Or I really underestimated myself on this weight. And I'm much stronger than I thought. Cool. Uh, you know, for me, I always tell people, hey, here's a 100% effective uh, way to lose weight. And that is to eat less and move more. And then people always uh, tell me to quit being an asshole and stuff. But 
<laughs> what we've been talking about is getting people to move more. But the other half of that is the eating right. And how do you incorporate that with with uh, your members? Yeah, so um, we do have like a third party service um, that is basically a, a, a nutritionist. She's a um, she's a biochemist, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of understands how food works inside the body, and she gets people away from the scale. Number one, and. Mm-hmm. Get them on different metrics. Uh, you know, it's uh, lean body mass, and uh, you know how much does your muscle weigh compared to your bones, and that sort of thing. It's like it's better information than you know, let's say a BMI or, or right. what the scale says. And so that's the first stage. The second stage is getting you on a better um, meal plan. So eating right, you know, what you said there is is mm-hmm. is, is, is it's better than eating less. You know, right. eating less is isn't the cure. Eating mm-hmm. right is getting you down the path um, uh, much better than eating less. And so uh, she wants to get you on the right foods and when. So if you're a morning workout person, that you're eating protein appropriately throughout the day in order to fuel yourself for that next morning workout. Mm-hmm. And um, so we try to make sure that everybody's educated. We don't have like diet plans at the gym. Right. Right. And it, it's because, again, everybody's goal is subjective and some people don't want to lose weight. Some Mm -hmm. people just want to gain strength. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, we try to make sure that they kind of take control of their own destiny when it comes to that. So if we had diet plans and workout plans and and that sort of thing, I think we would be a little disingenuous to the long-term benefits of what we're trying to get them to do, which is Mm -hmm. to look at food differently. Right. We're not saying you should get rid of, all the delicious things in the world, but maybe not every single day, you know, maybe right. not his McDonald's every single day. Or, and or maybe it's as simple as maybe instead of eating that whole pizza, maybe, uh, maybe eat a half of the pizza. Yeah. I had, I had a coach at one time I'd, I'd go to breakfast with him and he would just literally cut the plate in half and he'd say, can I get a to go box? Hmm. And that's what the he, what he did with every meal. Mm-hmm. And, and what I tell people is like some, sometimes, you're just going to have to be that guy and, and right. whatever that guy is, that's the, I, I need the salad dressing on the side guy or I'm the, the is that, is that cooked in oil or butter guy? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's okay to be like that. And that's what we want to empower them to be is just saying, Hey, um, if you're a little fussy sometimes, that's okay because you are, are trying to, to change how you do things. And those initial stages are always going to be the hardest ones. And then eventually that's just how you eat because right. some people out there are like, you know what? I don't eat onions. Mm-hmm. And, and are you allergic? No, I'm not allergic. I just don't like them. And yeah. you could do the same thing with bread. I'm like, I don't really eat white bread. Why? I just don't like it. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm on a diet or anything like that. It's like, it's just me. I, that's, uh, this is the way I eat. Right. And eventually we're not people are almost like pre apologizing for the meals in front of you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm eating this bread in front of you. Right. And, and you could just be the person, like, I don't care. I'm, I, don't, I just don't eat that. So many of us, though, we're older. I mean, when I was young, I was, you know, rail thin, ran cross country, basketball track, all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Was in really good shape at the time. But then over time, I've gotten older. I've moved to more sedentary jobs. My thyroid has gone to crap. And I've put on a lot of weight from where I was a long time ago. 
For those yeah. of us who are sedentary because of our job requires to sit in front of a computer or a workspace or anything like that, do you have any like simple tips that you could give us to maybe not, you know, lose weight, but to not be as, as sedentary, even though we're in that kind of a job? Um, I would say walk. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's one every hour, just get up and walk. If that's the first stage of your process, then I would just try to start to increase your steps. And so I think the there's some great range of motivators out there and you put them on your wrist and it basically tells you to stand up, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's a Fitbit or, or, or the up or the Apple watch, you know, all these wonderful little technologies that are out there that kind of remind us to um, ironically get away from the technology. <laughs> and um, there, there was a great article in GQ about a writer who went out and he tried to uh, connect in with one of these celebrity trainers. And the guys had him on a diet plan, but he had him walking 10,000 steps a day. Right, right. He didn't want him running. He mm-hmm. didn't have him bicycling. Then nothing too intense, mm-hmm. walking. So in L.A., that's kind of tough. But right. uh, in other places, you know, if you live in New York City, that it's a giant treadmill that state and um, Chicago the same way, or, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just about, you don't have to do extreme things right off the bat. You can, you can, you know, there was a time when I couldn't even run a quarter of a mile, Mm -hmm. but I could walk a quarter of a mile without feeling discouraged. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we try to fly too close to the sun right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And I think we're not tapping into the simplest things that we can do, which is, you know, if you could just get up and walk. And then the other thing is um, to help that, you want to support whatever kind of physical um, regimen that you're on by just shifting your diet a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, if the biggest thing I can tell you right now that gives a lot of people um, a lot of weight real quickly is soda. Right, right. And I've, you know, if I've you cut could, that out. And that's what I'd like. If you drink a... Uh, a Coke a day or something like that, that's like a, a pound of sugar you're putting into your body. And then if you stop by Starbucks and you get a Frappuccino, that is technically a milkshake in the morning. Oh, wow. And and you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of calories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and if you need caffeine, you might have to make the hard choice of going for a couple black coffees. <laughs> yeah. And your body's going to rebel. That's the other yeah. thing is that if you make that decision, you have to understand your body is going to give you a headache. It's going to give you, um, you're going to get lethargic. You're mm-hmm. going to be cranky, but again, first stage. And after you do that, you're, you're going to be in a much better spot. Yeah. And I've done that many times where it's like, I think it's probably been a year since I've had, you know, highly caffeinated, uh, drinks, uh, that are, that are really popular. And I'm probably, have cut out sodas almost entirely, maybe once a week. And it's, it's a big change. And you're right. That first 90 days, it seems like your body is just screaming at you to not do that. But it seems like after that first 90 days, everything seems to calm down and you get into that routine. And that then is kind of another area where when people want to get in shape, regardless of what their definition of shape is, they expect to see immediate results and they don't realize that it's a mm-hmm. long-term, it's a long-term yeah. uh, game that you have to play. Definitely. Uh, at our gym, we're a strict push-up and a strict pull-up gym. And what that means is that I don't have any sort of 
shortcuts to for you to get a pull up. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I have long term strength building for you to get a pull up. And that could take six months to a year. Mm. But when you get your chin over that bar, hopefully you connect with how much hard work that you've put into. And as I tell anybody, because a lot of people come in like, I want to get, I want to get a pull up. I want to get a pull up. And I go, my wife, you know, she really wanted to pull up too, but it became much easier for her when she dropped 20 pounds. Right. And cause you got to pull that over that bar. Uh huh. So, as you get stronger and you peel those pounds off, you'll be able to achieve your goals a little bit quicker. Um, but, you know, hopefully what we teach you at the gym is that, you know, good things do come to those who, who wait. And um, if you can't get a pull up, then you're, again, be the, be the person that gets in there and does, you know, the accessory work in order for you to get that pull up. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, luckily, tons of information out there now. That's the other greatest thing is that YouTube is like literally like a heaven right. of great information, workouts, you know, when I said like accessory lists, you know, you can start searching for anything and more than likely somebody who's written about it or has a how-to video about it and, you know, or a, or a complete 30-day program that can follow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because a lot of people ask us, you know, how can we do what Nerdstrong does at the gym? And, and all I say to them is like, A, find a program that works for you. And then B, add in whatever you're playing at the time. If, it, if you're doing Pathfinder right now, what's some RPG elements that you can add into the workout? Mm-hmm. Well, what's some story elements that you can add to the workout? And that's totally what I was going to come to here as, as we're about to wrap up is that I see so many comments to you guys saying, I wish I lived in L.A. so I could come to your gym. And like I said, there are more and more of these types of uh, facilities opening up around the United States. But still, there's not one on every corner. And how can you guys haven't taken your program online? We, you know, we wanted to do things. We didn't want to get onto the bandwagon of geek fitness. We wanted to make sure that that when we get online, that it's, it speaks to what we do at the gym and, uh, we are getting there mm-hmm. to tell people and we will have an app before the end of the year. Oh, excellent. And then people can kind of follow what we do at the gym. And then as I've told people at the different cons that we've had t- panels at, and I said, look, all I did was I, I took pu- pushups and pull-ups and, and, you know, squats and other things. And I just added a gamification on top of it. <laughs> yeah. And if you can figure out that, then you can basically start your own gym like I did. Mm-hmm. And um, all you have to do is get like two or three friends that are more than happy to come out, you know, twice a week to your house or to the park or whatever. And you throw down some magic cards and maybe the numbers on the magic cards mean something, you know. And, uh, you know, it's four pushups. If it's a four, two creature and it's four pushups, you know, 20 sit-ups, you know, whatever that thing is. And then you pull off another magic card off the top of the deck and you got to do the thing. And so, so it's not like 
you created this workout and everybody's going to blame you for it. You can just blame the cards. <laughs> like, it wasn't me, it was yeah. the cards. <laughs> and then I would also suggest if, if people are looking for some of the workouts that you've created, and I don't know if, if everything is there on your Instagram page, Nerd Strong Gym, but every once in a while you'll take a, a shot of the whiteboard that shows mostly the the workout, like the Temple of Doom workout. Kind of, it looks like everything's there if people wanted to yeah. follow that. And then there's um, there's a, a lot of different people that you know. If if you deep dive into the Instagram feed, there's people that like our our photos are actually part of the gym. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a guy named Geeky Fanboy um, on Instagram. He takes pictures of every workout and. Uh, we have uh, communities on Facebook, so um, um, that you know that post every workout. So once you're like inside the gym right now, you you get a lot of access. But you know we hope to sort of solve that and get people going on programs that we do at the gym, and and hopefully people like it. Excellent. What's one final thing that you would say to people to uh, get them motivated? Start tomorrow. start tomorrow whatever time that is just start tomorrow and then um go the next day too so just don't think about it just put your feet on the ground um put your shorts on a t-shirt and get in your car and go and if you can get in your car and get to the gym then you've you've beaten you've beaten yourself for talking yourself out of it and then you beat the other person that's still in bed Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, Listeners, you can uh, head to their website, nerdstronggym.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, let's let's see a few more superheroes out there. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. You have a great day. So I really like this this idea with Andrew, you know, especially the concept that they're not forcing you to do stuff that you don't want to do, that you can kind of go at your own pace which mm-hmm. is good. Uh, they have like one or two main goals to get you into quote unquote shape. Um, but there's not like you have to do this in 10 weeks or you're a failure kind of stuff. It's all sure. very positive. And I like that aspect about exercise and how people can encourage one another. And certainly the thing that I find most interesting about nerd strong. And I don't know, Ashley, do you go to nerd strong or one of the other gyms that are like this in uh, Los Angeles or have you gone there? Nope, I work out in my bedroom okay. or at my pool. <laughs> the thing that I like best about what Nerd Strong is doing, and I said it in the interview, is the gamification of of their exercise program right. where mm-hmm. you're trying to be Indiana Jones and, and the goal this week is to do the uh, the boulder run where you have to do all of these exercises or all these sits and sets and reps in under 12 minutes in order to not be crushed by the boulder. Or as Andrew had, uh, had said, uh, um, using the... Um, the magic cards to just go out with your friends and whatever you draw, that's how many reps you have to do. Mm-hmm. Or that's how many pushups you have to do in that, in that thing. I find it super, super fascinating that we can take this idea of turning exercise into a game sure. and making it fun, which I think Rodrigo is kind of that thing that we were talking about about 20 minutes ago. Right. Absolutely. And, and actually like gamification is a huge thing right now. It's, it's being studied and it's like super legit. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of studies that talk about, you know, huge improvements in morale in um, basically people actually wanting to do this when you turn something into a game Um, apps, like, for example, like something like chore monster or something Mm -hmm. like that, where you get little points and you level up Mm -hmm. for doing chores. Right. You know, parents uh, and and actually, like even just your uh, 
30-ish year old slacker like me, mm -hmm. you can actually get things done around the house if you turn it into a game, well, which Mary Poppins told us a long time ago, <laughs> but we're only there's, now understanding. Well, but There's also a sense of built-in accountability with that. Right. Like if you're trying to beat someone or you're trying to engage with someone, mm -hmm. then they're going to hold you more accountable than you might hold yourself, which I think is a really interesting concept. And that is really came uh, really clear to me this uh, this summer where Zach and I both ride bikes. I don't nearly ride as much as he does, or at least I don't recently. But he, uh, be, we both also, uh, with my fitness pal, is called My B Bike. What is it called? My Bike. Matt, Matt, my, Matt, Matt, Matt my, my Ride. ride. Matt My Ride, which is fantastic. It's a fantastic app. But you can challenge other people to that. And Zach challenged me, and I was like, okay, young man, <laughs> I'm going to school you <laughs> and tell you exactly what's going to happen. But the problem is we both kind of slacked off in the middle because he was out of town, then I was out of town during time periods, and so we weren't keeping up with it. He only, I think he only ended up beating me by four miles or something at the very, very end. Yeah. Uh, but it was feet. Uh, well, I was waiting for it to be, to come in like on the last night, knowing what time he got off work. I was waiting for him to come in and finish his workout at seven o'clock and be ahead of me by two miles sure. and then go out at seven o'clock and ride seven more miles. Sure. So I'd be ahead of him. But, uh, it was a great competition and uh, my wife and I do that with, um, with our Fitbits or our um, pedometers to see who can walk the most in a day, which is another thing that Andrew said, just get up and walk uh, every hour or, you know, just get up and walk around is, is a, a good start. But this idea of gamification, Matthew, I think is incredibly fun. And I think if we can make more things that way, I think more people would, would engage in exercise. Yay or nay. Oh, I definitely agree. I think that the biggest problem with exercise for me, other than the fact that it's, you know, a literal pain sometimes is the fact that there's no immediate gratification. And when you, right, right. You know, well, you know, I'm an immediate gratification fat guy. When you have that thing and you put the work into it, I accidentally lost a hundred pounds a couple of years ago. And basically what it? I, no, I, well, Good. I found it now. I found oh, okay. it back. But it was one of those things where I just focused on it. And when it stopped being something that I focused on, it started being kind of a snapback of, well, I've been doing this for so long. Now I'm going to eat an entire grass, yes. uh -huh. you know, cookie puss cake. Actually, it was fudgy the chocolate whale. That's not true either. I wouldn't eat a whole cake. I only ate half a cake. But that's not the point either. Um I think that what it does, what it what it could do is overcome that long-term problem of I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep mm -hmm. doing this. When you start exercising, you're essentially taking on a covenant to exercise either forever or just, you know, not. And that's my biggest issue is how to convince my lizard brain that we're getting something yeah. out of this right. when it's such a pain to walk the two blocks from the parking lot, you know, back to the but office. If, so. But if you and I had Play a competition a to see, you know, who could lose the largest percentage of our body mass, <laughs> that well, might be. Cheating. No, it wouldn't. Actually, it wouldn't. Be... I don't think it would well, be because you're talking about percentage of body mass, right? No, so, actually, it would probably be. Uh... It would, you could run it, the numbers. If, if we're looking at percentages, it Yeah, might if you're actually... looking at percentage. Yeah, percentage. Percentage, not the most weight, but percentage of. No, you'd have to do it by actual weight because Matthew <laughs> losing 10% of your weight and 10% no, of his weight. Right. Is a lot right. more than 10% of your weight. Right, exactly. Right. So what that's I'm why I said if you went by percentage, right, that would, I lost that 10%. Thanks, yeah, that's how you went. That, would stack, that, out, it, that would stack it against Matthew. You literally introduced yourself as the fat man. <laughs> well, that's not the point. I mean. I'm sorry. You know. I, look, I'm actually backing you up. Yes. Oh, okay. 
I, I I'm just, sorry, I didn't understand. So here's were... so here's my question number one. So Ashley, I you are totally correct. I think in swimming is is the greatest thing because uh, twelve years ago I went on a and it's probably there's probably a whole body image dysmorphia thing that I was going through at the time. But um, I would go out and ride my bike twelve to twenty four miles a day, and then the thing that got me super lean and broadened me out with everything was swimming just swimming a mile a day was awesome it's also because the temperature of the water is colder than your body temperature so mm-hmm. you're inherently working harder just to stay alive in the pool <laughs> yeah yeah so well, you burn there's more also calories. The not drowning part of it that is oh, uh, and it's a complete exercise it's <laughs> yeah, your arms it's your legs your torso whereas mm-hmm. running or biking or something is not going to work everything out at the same time now, i recorded you're, the you're in- waving you're screaming you're crying for help and mm-hmm. like a madman now, my problem is, uh, and I'll be you know honest, I, I sit here most of the day, and if there is not a need, like an urge to go to the bathroom or a sudden pang in my stomach that says it's time for lunch, there have been times where I drop the kids off at school, I come into this office, and I sit down and work on the website and podcasts and everything else until it's time to pick up the kids at 5 o'clock in the evening. So and then you stand desk. up and like I, both I of your both of your legs are asleep, so you just like flop yeah. over when it's time to go get the kids. <laughs> but I've also I've worked at in radio where literally for six hours we were required to stand the entire time. So I know that that's not good for me physically on my back and stuff. Sure. But I know yeah, people say it's there's a good positive to that. But yeah. Andrew said get up and walk, and and I've said before that I try to park as far away from the door to the store as I can to walk. But today I said you know what ten o'clock I'm going to get up and walk around the block which is turned out about a mile and a half and it was fine. It was <laughs> you got a big block. It was, I, I walked uh, up the 45th street all the way down to hall street, all the way back down to 41st street and then back up to my house. So that's a mile and a half. I gotta say probably the only thing keeping me from becoming even fatter mm-hmm. is my very short attention span. I actually walk a lot at work mm. and I work in the basement, which yeah. means you got to walk up a lot of stairs. Pretty much anytime I stand up from my desk and go do anything else, I have to walk up a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's, that. that's, that's why my calves are like disproportionately sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you think do you think though going back to this gamification do you think if if and when that uh nerd strong gets their gets their app out that that would be something that might encourage you to do something more and make it fun and entertaining i know matthew you're you're all about candy crush but maybe candy crushing is to pick up the uh whatever that thor's ha- hammer thing is <laughs> or kettlebells or something and literally crush candy you sound like my grandma trying to ask me what I want for Christmas. Well, I'm I heard trying, you I, like those funny I'm, books. I'm dancing around a little bit trying to see if uh, Kettlebell is in your future or not. Kettlebell. Kettlebell? Sounds like one of the rabbits from Watership Down. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying my main issue is I come into work and I sit down and I do my work and I'm like, boy, my coworkers are annoying. I'm just going to hunker down here mm. like a jackass mm-hmm. in a hailstorm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not talk to anybody. And then eight hours later, I get up and my legs are asleep. Yeah. And, you know, my my right ankle is now my pain point. My knees are giving me less trouble because I'm walking more. But my right ankle swells up. You know, it's just all <laughs> terrible. Well, here's the thing. Now. I want us all to do I better. I it. want us all to go to Ashley's uh, premiere of her movie. And all of us look great. Um, listeners, <laughs> here's what I want you to do. If you guys are, if you're someone like NATO, who's got, what, a, like a black belt in karate right. now. 
Um, if, you're, if you're legally considered a weapon. Yeah, if you're legally considered a weapon like Nate. Uh, I want to know, because there have been people when we've talked about exercise in the past who are like, oh, listen to podcasts, that's what I do, or do whatever. I want to know what your exercise regime is. Now, some of us, like Bronco, are not gifted with uh, 22-inch guns right. uh, from being in the uh, Rangers, Canadian Rangers. What's that? Right, and, and a blue ox to yes, go with it. yes. Uh, we're not all like uh, like him, but I want to know what your what your exercise regime is, or what it would take to get you to exercise. What is that thing that would get you to just move a little bit, to do one sit up, to do one push up? I want to know. Use uh, the use the comments over at the the uh, podcast posting page at majorspoilers.com. I want to know this in the next couple of weeks. What were you going to say, Matthew? Uh, it, 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 something that might help me exercise more. Not calling it a regime. Mm, okay, it's so but it's a fun a game. A totalitarian. It's taking a break. Down to me. You know, I did my walk Nicolai today. Lifestyle choice. A lifestyle choice. My I walk today, those. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and do a walk. I'm just going to walk around this block. That's my goal. I don't care. It should take about 30 minutes. Sure enough, it took 30 minutes, and I just didn't worry about it. And just it was nice and pleasant. And without realizing it was exercise. But I want to know people what people think of what can get you to be motivated. Number one, if you don't exercise and number two, I'm interested in what your workout regime is. And also, and also if there's a diet uh, portion of it as, as well, Andrew talked a little bit, we talked a little bit about diet there. Here's what's happening next week. Uh, I'm doing an interview later this week, but this idea of gamification, as you guys have already mentioned, is a huge thing. And there is somebody who's an expert in gamification that I want to bring on next week to talk about how can we gamify things, everything Ooh. from, uh, what uh, the Frog Pants uh, people are doing with the uh, the movie, the summer movie uh, challenge that they do, where right. they turn in a competition into ranking what right. movies going like, to make the it's most. It's like fantasy football yeah, yeah. with movies. Yeah, fantasy football is another example of gamification. So I'm going to talk with an expert in gamification next week. I hope you find it interesting. Um, because I think that there's things that we can even do in comic books to gamify comic books and make it more interesting for Ooh. casual people to get on board. If fantasy football can take non-sports people and turn them into sports fanatics, I think we can gamify comics. Not oh. just talking about DC Universe Online or talking about uh, Marvel's Rumble in the Jungle or whatever that they got as their new brawler thing. I'm talking about finding a way to get people to buy comics as a way to create a game out of it. And uh, perhaps our discussion next week uh, with the uh, gamification expert will lead to that. You guys interested? You interested in that? Yeah. Totally. All right. So that's what we're going to do next week. And also probably the week after that, we will get to your major spoilers uh, trade paperback. It is um, Judge Dread Origins. And we'll be reading that on a future episode of the Major Spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and being part of the Major Spoilers experience. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. And we're going to be back next week. Why? Because we know that you love comics. We do, too. And we will talk with you soon. Bad the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well, I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler.
it's like a man of iron. Might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read up on all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fun being in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler! Whoa, 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 whoa! What a major spoiler! This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC.